proudest day and the proudest time and the, the seat of a relic here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and, and, and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still pick to that run that was just the best best run ever Gears, the Rally Podcast, Season 2, Episode 26. Connor, that time of the week again, we're going to talk rallying. <laughs> yeah, it is indeed, Kevin. And uh, listen, it just keeps coming around quicker and quicker. <laughs> yeah, I think we, we, we met up in person last week as well, or not just across the screen. Um, last Saturday night, we had the great privilege of sitting down with Vincent Bonner and a few of the guys involved from that whole story. What a night it was. Oh, listen, it was just incredible. Absolute joy. Uh, uh, best couple of hours I've spent in a long time just listening to the stories and the banter and the crack. Yeah, that really was, you know. And we hope to have that you know, episode released now over the weekend, all being well. But, you know, I do think anybody who will listen or watch and will be in for a real treat. It is just a fine story and told by the most humble, genuine gentleman, I suppose, really. And that there's no other nature or better way of describing Vincent because. Like he's so calm, so self-effacing, and just to hear the the love from come up from you know the people sitting down in the audience, it was it was something else really, wasn't it? I know it was. It was genuine. It was a, a lovely tribute to Vincent and uh, a very very humble man and. Uh, just you know the the appreciation the respect the love for him in that room um from the audience and 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 you know the combination of of you know fellow competitors as well as friends and family it was just lovely for sure for sure and uh, this episode here um i suppose we should be saying we catch up with andy hayes and here with his latest escapades <laughs> and then we talked to jason mitchell and paddy McCrum, who you know had you know, not a great start to the season, but really on the crest of a wave now, in fairness. And then finally we catch up with Alan Coleman. He's from Enniskill Motor Club. He's going to tell us about uh, this weekend coming up now, the, the Lakeland stages coming up this weekend. But, uh, Connor, you know, we have a lot going on now. Maybe not so much this week, but now the next few weeks. Um, Greece, you know, uh, Raleigh Caradigian this week, you know, all the Irish guys out there. Greece is going to be a big weekend for, you know, the MI Rally Academy team. That, you know, the rally season that used to be would only be kind of almost over by this stage, but it's really only kicking off. Really, there's a lot going on in the next couple of months. Though. Absolutely, listen. There's still plenty, plenty happening, and uh, you know, like you mentioned, Greece, and that's the the the, the pinnacle of the JWRC. It gets decided. It's the final round, mm-hmm. um, and there's still plenty happening. You know, the the the, the junior BRC. And um, mm-hmm. we've, you know, quite a few Irish guys in contention for that as well. So that's, you know, not close to being decided yet. The, um, there, there's still, what, three rounds uh, from right to left to, to run. So, uh, you know, there's still plenty of action. Yeah, for sure. And Cara Diggin this weekend, like, there's a few heads returning to the BRC that missed the, the Ulster as well. And like, Ocean Price back out again in one of the Melbourne Evans' polos. Um, then, you know, yeah, James Williams back again as well too. He always goes hard, and the, for probably the Welsh crews, Kerry Dickens becoming their Donegal, you know, it's Tarmac Rally, has looked as in line for the ERC next year. Like, 
they're all out. They want to impress in their local stages. Absolutely, and and I'm, I'm not sure if you mentioned there, Marion Evans is out yeah, as well. Absolutely. You know, so and yeah, and then throw in the mix of Callum Black, Gary Pearson, etc. You know, it's it, it's a strong event now, and you know, be hopefully they're they're fairly sure of of securing the ERC place for next year, which will really just bring that um, event up another couple of levels. For sure, for sure. Like, you know, we've seen how dynamic the ERC has become like, second only now to the WRC in terms of promotion and the, the level of entries they're getting I think in some of the events it's way beyond you know the rally two in the WRC so I do predict great things for the ERC in the coming years absolutely like if you think back to when the circuit of ireland was part of the erc like it just lifted you know the whole event and and we got to see some fantastic competitors you know esapeka is, is the immediate one that jumps out you know so uh, again, yep. uh, yeah yep. absolutely andres i forgot about andres so uh, you know looking you forward to the you know, the list goes on, you know, lucky not yeah. to come over here, crash before the rally, you know, so. <laughs> but yeah, like, so I definitely, I, I think that's going to be a major coup for Rally Carrot again, getting around to the ERC. Absolutely, I'll, I'll be very tempted now to, to make the way across next year, if that is the case, um, I think it'll be a, an event well worth going to. For sure, for sure. But uh, I think without further ado, Andy Hayes uh, got the opportunity to sit with Miko Hervin and at the weekend in the Alcas at the Rally Festival, it was on over there. And like, he tell us all about it now. It's a dream come true for him. So over to here, to here from Andy. Andy Hayes, uh, it's been a while since we spoke, so we thought we'd catch up with you. Um, the Tournament Championship this year, unfortunately, it, it just didn't quite get there, but still second place at the end of the year. Um, this, you know, we keep saying the Tournament Championship, it never fails to deliver this year once again like surreal the the competition there yeah uh what you call this um unbelievable competition again this year uh similar to last year actually um the way the points and stuff work even though uh we had a good check we had a good run last year it all hung on ulster same again this year callum had a brilliant run you know and won four to one trot and but still it was all to play for going to the last round Mm-hmm. Um, now obviously it was unlikely that we were going to win it uh, and in the end it worked out that we didn't um, but still it made for a good year you know um, some serious speed again this year uh, it was pitting out that Valley Fisher there um, yeah. but uh, obviously that Mary and Callum ourselves and, and everyone else as well Johnny Greer and, and all the boys um, so yeah no, look, it was it was a good year uh, my biggest thing though is and after getting very lucky with Josh um, and I got into a habit of winning rallies uh, and <laughs> really regularly and uh, once you get into the habit it's not that nice coming back <laughs> out <of it> again <laughs> yeah, I know you yeah. used to get number one in the door it's hard to finish second then <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah and I, I just find myself you know um, that's right I don't know I probably have done 250 or 300 rallies at this stage uh, and there wouldn't be many won now in the first 200 of them. Um, <laughs> you'd be watch called, you'd be happy enough uh, to stay around for prize giving to get third in class or whatever it might be, you know, and, and 50th overall. Uh, and you'd be going home and you'd be happy with your results. And now you're going home second and you're, you're disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> that's the joy of running. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know, it really does speak volumes for Irish Ollie and, and the, you know, the place we're at at the moment. Like a few years ago, 
like we, if we had two guys, maybe three at the, the most fighting for rally ones, now all of a sudden we have six, seven guys at least, and maybe even ten or twelve that are thinking podium. But there's you know there's five, six, seven that think they're going there to one. Yeah, yeah, no, it's brilliant. Like you know, so and some of the rallies there this year, like you couldn't call it like between everyone, and um, and it's great that it's so competitive, but still the pace is still so hot. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. that it's not just that you know there's no one sticking their neck up and going hard, and everyone is sticking their neck up and going hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so it's brilliant to see, you know, and that that big competition is brilliant. And it's funny, even when like you kind of get outside the country and stuff more and more people are starting to kind of hear about it um, and kind of saying, as you said, we heard that the pace is pretty hot over there. Like, and it was brilliant even to have Adrian from O obviously over in Ulster um, and obviously he won the rally and he won it with, with a bit of spare in the end but of course Callum wasn't really chasing him because he was minding his own championship but it was good to see he didn't win the first stage by any stretch yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and then M Sport have that clip up of uh, Cahan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> second half, I think it was. Um, but that, that got around and, and plenty of people saw that and they see that, you know what, like, you know, the Irish can put it up to these lads. So it's mm-hmm. great, a great place for, for sport to be in the country, I think. That's for sure, that's for sure. And, you know, you speak about being out of the country. Last weekend, you, you had the pleasure, I would say, of sitting with Mikko Herbin and, and a Ford Focus WRC and, like, a demonstration run so there's no pressure on you can go out there and have a nice slide on and really enjoy it yeah yeah it was brilliant actually yeah uh, it came out of nowhere uh, just a week before he texts me uh, just to say that his own navigator that was supposed to go and uh, wasn't able to go and could i go Um that was on the last thursday was it i think and just not long before we left maybe three or four days before due to fly so it all happened very very quickly uh it take you long to think about it <laughs> 30 seconds. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, I checked the calendar in work and make sure there's no meetings that I had to be at or anything like that, and there was nothing, so I said straight back to the Instagram, that'll do. Uh, I didn't ask him what rally it was, where it was, what the car was, or anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I'll be there looking, let, let me know if I can go somewhere, I'll be there. Um, but yeah, no, it was brilliant to do it. Um, actually, look, it's kind of, for someone of my age, it's the kind of it's the you know it's the bio dream type stuff you know and uh, um, we were in all one focus i would have been 16 in 2001 uh, i would have been playing comic career rally two and that would have been the game of choice back then uh, and the car of choice would have been the focus and you know i just remember all the hours and hours you're just playing that you know uh, and then of course i went to my first ever wrc in 06 and uh, with all neville and we were over in Vascula and I'll never forget like that night we went to the nightclub on Sunday night rally and we saw Mikko in the nightclub like and kind of looking across but that's Mikko Irvin over there in the corner you know and uh, you're afraid to even approach him or anything like you know mm-hmm. uh, and then you fast forward 20 odd years and there you are you're, you're <laughs> heading down the road yes. uh, and actually even nicer again the stages were the stages that they would have used in WRC France when it was based in Alsace Mm-hmm. Um, so it was even nice just to be kind of cruising down those roads, even on the road sections, and kind of same stuff as what it would have been like, you know, for the lads back in the day, you know. Uh-huh. So, yeah, a really good experience in that sense. Uh, Miko is a very, very sound guy, uh, and his wife Linda as well. So, we looked after really, really well. Um, did the rally and did watch called some other nice things around the edges. Um, did a visit to the Bugatti uh, factory yesterday morning. Um, and visit to the war museum over there as well 
Um, nice visit to watch Connors uh, do a bit of wine tasting as well. So that, <laughs> that always goes down well. And then uh, a trip down to the National Automobile Museum in France as well. They're down in Colmar. So um, they're all really nice things just to do. Uh, so the whole weekend was brilliant. It was five, six days, I think, all together. Uh, and I'd do it again in the morning if I could. For sure, for Although, sure. Yeah. After some work as well. Yeah, well, you have to pay the bills as well, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you yeah. know, as you say, like, to get strapped in, like, as you, the focus was the car of choice when you were playing your Colin McRae rally. Suddenly you're, you're, and then you look around and Miko Herman sitting you, beside you. Like, that is, like, righty, where, where did this all happen from, you know? Like, from the young guy, you know, sitting in his living room to, you know, being a successful co-driver in Ireland, to be able to suddenly, you're in France, as you say, WRC stages as well. It is, it's, it's that's, that's special. Yeah, it was, really, really was special. It was just, it was one of them things, and I'm normally not that sentimental about these types of things, but it was just driving down along the road, uh, and just, and it was a nice summer, summer's day. We had the window on, the, on, we had the windows down on the way to the stage, and I just said, said Jesus, this is, this is it, all right, yeah, you know. <laughs> It was through him kind of that all these types of things that I've done, um, like everything kind of I said it before one one of these these podcasts, everything can be traced back to Craig. Um and all the things meet Miko obviously and doing gravel notes with him and the WRC with Citroen and that kind of stuff. And then even all the stuff going to the States and all, and even, everything with Josh as well, so that all really came through Craig, really, if you trace back through. Uh, I'd never met the lads like otherwise. Um, so obviously, he's kind of going through your mind. And then I see, what's it called? Uh, I know um, Neuville is, is coming over to take Paddy for a spin as well. And mm-hmm. I, I got a taste at the weekend what that feels like. So uh, it'd be brilliant for Paddy as well. Uh, when himself sure. Neuville, I'm not sure when, when or where, but when it happens... Um, Watch cars, he'll have, a, he'll have some weekend out of that as well. That's for sure. And like, you know, what that's going to bring to Irish Rally and to like if Neville comes in, even one or two of the other guys, it's going to be epic, really, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, it'd be brilliant, you know, it'd be brilliant. And uh, it's, it's brilliant, as I said, like Craig bought the whole thing to WRC to Ireland, if you know what I mean, in, in a sense. Like I said to you, I remember going over to, to, to Finland back in 06, like, and it just seemed it was like Formula One is is today. If you know what I mean, it just seemed so out of reach that you, you couldn't get near these lads, and you, you could never have kind of, you know, I would never have been. I would never would have dreamt back then. There's no way I would, could ever end up in a position where you'd end up navigating for these lads. Like you know, at the time I never even navigated in a rally. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but uh, it was never going through your mind. And Craig kind of brought all that Ireland, if you know what I mean, with all the yeah. connections. He was so open about things like that, you know, where you'd have the likes of myself over them gravel notes. Um, and there's plenty of people around the country that, that he put in touch with different people and uh, connections made and brought people over and back and forward. Um, so it's brilliant to see that, you know, uh, even though he's not here today like this, still little things he's, that he's he still said. Um, leaving his mark, isn't he? Like, and even the yeah. whole MI Rally Academy, like, it was Craig paved the, the way for that. Like, he showed that this young guy from Ireland, like, just because you're from Ireland, it shouldn't hold you back. You know, the opportunities is there, go out and make them. And that's what the MI Rally Academy is doing for, you know, Josh McGurlane, Jack Brennan, you know, you know, the list goes on and on. Exactly, yeah, he's the first man to, to go and do it. And, and not, not the first man, it was, and obviously, yeah. you've got Billy Coleman and all, and all the guys yeah. over the years. 
in suppose in modern day rallying, he's yeah. the first man to say, you know what, this actually can be done. You can go and you know you can win the academy and get your prize fund and go and do the rest of the thousand and get your prize fund and go on again. You know, mm-hmm. um, and it's brilliant to see. You know, as you said, it really set the scene for the whole thing then. Um, and to be fair to, to John Coyne, actually, I spoke to John Coyne, uh, John last week for a few hours and. And it's brilliant to see what he's doing with the whole thing. You know, he's kind of really taken it and said, right, well, there is a pathway there. And what it needs is, you know, someone to back it. And he's coming to back it. And it's absolutely brilliant to see, you know. Um, so long way at last, really. Um, I know John's committed for a good few years. And hopefully he can he can find uh, the next Craig, you know. Uh, and we can go away at the top as well. Yeah. Um, you know, lads like, like the likes, as you said, Josh and Jack and the lads like, oh, they're absolutely flying. So, mm-hmm. um Hopefully, hopefully it'll work out for someone. That's for sure, that's for sure. And then, we bit coming closer to home, Wexford not this weekend, but the following weekend, your home event, that's the one you tell everybody about, it's, it's far better than Donegal, you tell me, don't believe you, but that's what you keep telling me. <laughs> it's, it's, got, it's got another stellar, stellar line-up again this year, and it's going to be, is it 18 stages, 9 stages each day? 18 stages again, yeah, uh, Kevin, yeah, uh, three, three by three each day. I have to be careful what I say now because it was picked up now by uh, uh, Greg down in West Cork. For, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was taking a bit of license with some of the facts I was throwing out there. Uh, <laughs> uh, value for you or on all the rest. So, <laughs> Greg rightfully saw picked me up on it and said, I don't think you're right on your calculations, Randy. But, uh, no, look at it. I suppose, uh, Kevin, in the last two years, um, there's a few more competitors, um, I suppose, in Wexford got involved with the club. Um, and try to help out with the, the core team of lads that have always been there. So, like every club, like there, there's a massive, or not, there, there's a small core of people in the club who've been doing a massive amount of work um, year in, year out, going way, way back. The same people called on year in, year out to do all the same jobs, you know. Um, and same as every other part of the country, people are always saying, well, why can't competitors get involved and they should be doing more? So, there's a group of competitors kind of got involved last year and, and kind of ran with it and said, you know what? We'd like to kind of help you. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll try and do what we can. We don't know an awful lot about running rallies, but, you know, with manpower at least anyway. Um, so it's great. So a good few competitors got involved last year. I think one night at Canvas and 42 people turned up last year on the first night to go Canvas. Um, and this year, um, I don't need to reach that number, but I think it was 30, 30 odd people as well got, got in touch to Canvas this year, you know. Um, and people put in marshals. And people just done... Uh, they did and are doing all kinds of jobs, you know, to help out. Yeah, there's um, so many jobs so, goes on that we, you know, we never see. Like as you say, out PR in the stages, out driving stakes onto the ground. You know, things like we don't see because you know, as spectators or competitors, and those jobs have to be done to make the event happen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so a bit of extra manpower, kind of. I suppose the competitors came with with, with their view, which which was looking. We'll give you extra manpower if you consider running eighteen stages. Uh, so that was kind of the, the deal almost, if you know what I mean. Um, and the club ran with it anyway. Uh, directors of the club ran with it, and COC ran with it last year. And we've new COC this year, Graham Scallon, uh, and um, Graham was heavily involved last year, and he, he's running with the idea again. So the idea, really, Kevin, is to try and give the club man the best opportunity to get as much stage mileage as possible. So uh, I know, like, you can run uh, the same mileage with less stages if it's make stages longer. Mm-hmm. But the idea was that if you run the eighteen stages, it's eighteen opportunities for a guy down the back of the field or in the midfield 
uh, or anywhere really, um, to, to get a stage. So uh, it's 18 chances to, to have some competition. If a stage is blocked, you lose one out of 18, it's not the end of the world. Um, whereas maybe if you're running on the 12 stages over the weekend and you lose one, it's a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the kind of idea of the idea of having more stages. Um, of course, uh, we'd always try and fill the mileage. So I think this year it's about 235 kilometers, 240 is the max mm-hmm. for a two day national event. And uh, so we always try to max the, oh. the mileage anyway. But then the number of stages itself tries to help uh, guys maybe a little bit lower down the field. Yeah. Uh, and to be fair, uh, it seems like people have uh, really responded to it. Um, we have a, a big entry in this year, and uh, we've a reserve list of about 15 cars. Uh, I'd imagine the way things fall, all 15 will probably get in. Uh, yeah, hopefully, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully we'll start very close to a full entry. I would say probably if there's anyone interested in doing a rally, it's not too late to stick an entry in. Um, and uh, I'd say there's a fair chance you still get a run, you know, the way the way reserve lists work out. Mm-hmm. Um, a few things that the guys are trying to do, you know, um, in terms of um, chicanes and that kind of stuff, if pick stages this year, try to pick tighter, twistier stages, move to new areas of, of the county um, to get to, to tighter, twister stages so that you don't have to have all the chicanes. Um, so that was a big thing. Um, and it was a group of competitors actually picked the stages with that in mind, if you know what I mean, to say, mm-hmm. right, well, let's get good driving stages. Uh, where they're, they're naturally a little bit slower and you don't need to be doing blasting and big straights and through chicanes and that kind of stuff. So very few chicanes in rally this year. Uh, we ran a, a stage in Salt Mills last year. Um, the only one that did a rally, I remember, it's the one down by the water around on Sunday morning, um, Saturday morning. And I remember talking to Kevin Eves, Gary Kieran, and Gallagher and all the boys and they kind of saying it was, it was as good as a stage you'd see anywhere in the country. So we're running that again because there was, there was great feedback there from that. Um, sorry, I'm going to start on the Friday evening in Wexford Town um, it's for the top cars but then what we've tried to do is say well look we want the top 10 there anyway for the sake of having the top 10 there and it's important but after that it's voluntary for anyone that wants to go uh, yes, so if you're some... a local guy then if you want to you know, support your, you know, put your sponsors out there front and centre it's their chance exactly yeah I know sometimes with these things people are told to go that they want to go uh, so we kind of flipped it and said well, you know what we'll who, who wants to go and do it? Um, so last year we put it out and we said we'd accept um, the top 10 and another, I think, 20 or 30 cars to go with it. And we got exactly that. We got about 25 extra cars. So everyone that wanted to do it did it. And there's no one kind of forced to do it. Didn't want to do it either. So that's a nice little thing as well. Nice little touch. Um, we have two good service areas. Saturday, um, then Ross Endo Brown has, has kindly given up his yard again down there. Uh, nice big proper concrete yard. Uh, nice and close to stages. And Sunday, um, we use Rexford Race Course, which is a, it's a good, uh, a good facility as well. The two, the two loops of three stages each are, are quite tight, and actually they're quite close to each other as well this year. Um, so once you come off the last of Saturday stages, John Recky, to get across the Sunday stages, you're only driving about ten minutes. Yeah, so, I've seen Kelly and saying that you know it was possible to do a, you know the Recky in one full day it would be a long hard day, but you could you yeah. could possibly have done yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But absolutely, yeah. If you wanted to do it, you could. You could do um, a three pass recce in one day. Now, you, as Killian said, you want to be at first thing in the morning and you're going to be there at it all day. Mm-hmm. But you could do. Um, so, if people wanted to come from distance, wherever it is, maybe from the north of the country or whatever, come down Thursday evening after work and they can recce Friday, rally Saturday, rally Sunday. And then we have a reasonably early finish on Sunday evening to get back up the road again. Mm-hmm. So, it means that, you know, um, someone could go and do two, two days rally in 240 kilometers, 18 stages. 
and only take one day off work. Yeah. Um, so that's and, kind of... and you know the geographical spread of the entries is fantastic as well. You know it's from across the country. You know north, south, east, west, and beyond. There's a good few competitors coming over from the UK, Wales, especially. Like Wales has always been a very strong supporter of Wexford, and it's great to see the guys all returning again as well. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, we love having the guys over, and the the, the Welsh always bring a bit of crack with them. You know, I think they enjoy the crack over here, and we, we enjoy having them over. Um, and sure, look at it, it probably works for the guys really. They jump on the ferry in 15 minutes at, at this side of the ferry, then and, and bring the HQ, like so. It works out really well in that sense. And then we try and get them finished on Sunday evening, there enough to get the ferry back as well. You know, that they're back and working on the morning. So for them, it's probably no more difficult than going up and doing a rally in England or, or in Scotland, right? Like that, you know. So, a good, good, good group of guys from there, and we're delighted to see, as you said, a few more from up the country coming again this year. We were hoping last year. Uh, we got a good entry in uh, and we tried to put a good stage and we're hoping that people will kind of bring it back home and say, you know, what's an event we're doing? Um, and um, it seems to have worked. We, we have a good few people coming down. Obviously, the, the big question that a lot of people ask is um, around the Tarmac Championship and the National Championship. And I don't know, I, I can't speak for the club, um, but on a personal level, I'd love to see one of the championships uh, mm-hmm. down here. Um probably make more sense to maybe the, the national championship would be a nice little feature for the national championship to have maybe a two day exactly have points and a half or whatever it might be or mm-hmm. uh, even let it be a case that you know if people want to do uh, one day Saturday and score points and then go home or, or maybe stay on for the second day or whatever way mm-hmm. it works but yeah. I think it'd be a nice little thing, you know, just to have something different in the national championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the national is a great championship uh, in the sense that um, it's very well supported. It's nice and competitive. Um, it's not the hardest one in the world to do because a lot of events you can go on Saturday morning and do your recce, you stay Saturday night and come home Sunday night. You only have one night away. Yes. But um, that said, it would be nice to have something a little bit different in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, on a personal level, I'd love to see a championship down, down in Wexford. Um, but for the time being, touch wood, we're lucky enough and yeah. uh, we've got entry without it, you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, like, the message is, like, there's still, you know, at the moment there's a, as a reserve, but, like, no, normal natural fallout, there is always, like, maybe 10, 12 competitors fall out. There is a possibility you may get run, so get your entry in. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I'd say uh, if you're anywhere in the country and you're thinking uh, you'd like to get a run at it, um, get in touch with the club um, if you know Graham Scanlon get in touch with him directly get in touch with myself uh, or if not just make contact through the, the details on the regs put an entry in online uh, and you'll be looked after for sure um, if you've issues at Rick and that kind of stuff Graham will work with you in terms of you know I know it's getting late now obviously for people to make arrangements but if we need alternative Ricky arrangements or something like that to, to I mean if it's a difference between you getting down and not getting down uh, Graham will work with you. Um, the other thing I suppose to say really is to acknowledge is the work of everyone that's put a massive amount of work into the event. Um, as I said, a lot of guys out um, doing canvas and PNR and PR and that kind of stuff over the last few months. Um, and, you know, I suppose it, it's, it's those lads, you know, that, that, that make the massive difference. And it's for that reason that you can run 18 stages. So there's an awful lot of men there. Um, and what you call it, the local guys, uh, local clubmen, I suppose is the yeah. way to say it, yeah. that put a massive amount of effort in and kind of step forward and said, you know what, yeah, we're going to help out. Uh, and that's what really makes a difference. So it's brilliant to see, you know, uh, and I think it's it's changed the rally an awful lot in the last two years in terms of we came out of COVID, 
we would have been nervous that you'd lose the event altogether, you know, or lose mm-hmm. a two-day event. And instead, it's, it's probably it's coming stronger. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's probably coming back stronger than it has been for a long, long time. So, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, that support stays both from the competitors uh, and from the organizers, and we keep it going. Yeah, lovely to hear from Andy, and you know that whole story around with Andy and Miko getting, you know, working together as, as Craig's gravel crew, and that you know, some lovely story, lovely memories there, and uh, you know, mentioned in the conversation as well was Jack Brennan, and Jack Brennan's making his BRC debut in the Clio Rally Five car, so you know, I think great things to come from from Jack, like he is, because putting in some very strong performances this year. Yeah, Jack definitely is a, a star of the future. That's for sure, and the. You know, harking back to last week's podcast, uh, with Paddy Crook on, Paddy sat with Jack at the weekend, you know, like, and that, you know, that just marks the, the kind of young fellow that Jack is, you know, where you got Paddy in and took him out for the run and all too, like, so hats off to Jack and best luck and carry the game. Um, also, last weekend we had two was Dava, um, Jason Mitchell and Paddy McCudden took a last gas one, you know, it was four stages, they, you know, they, they, you know they'll tell you all about how they got on, but you know, quick call. Um, Mark Donnelly. Mark Donnelly yeah. was leading the event, putting in some fantastic times. Unfortunately, a puncher in the last stage um, fell back to third. I think at the finish up, but like Mark was, uh, like you know, I'm sure Jason won't maybe say it. He was the star of the show up to that. You know, um, he's really settled into that uh, that polo. Like he was strong in the Fiesta, but the polo now just it seems to have lifted him to another notch again too. Um, then Jordan Holm taking second, which is great. And then uh, in the two-wheel drive, Adrian Hillington took a last gas victory of that as well too, come from behind and took the one just on the last stage as well too. So, um, And not the best of conditions either. No, yeah, uh, it was a pretty horrible looking day going by the photos and one thing or another. And yeah, like last year it was a beautiful day, dust and then it was, <laughs> dust was a problem, dust wasn't a problem this year. <laughs> But uh, yeah, but anyway, um, Jason and Paddy is in the back for crest of a wave. Um, but look at me telling you all about it. We'll hear from the two boys. Uh, Jason, uh, yesterday in, in Dava, what a great result. You know, you've been on the, the receiving end of bad luck in the last stages and one thing or another. Nice to get the rubber agreement for a change. Yeah, Kevin, it was now, to be honest with you. Like, it was a surprise, Kevin, because like, of. T- if me and Paddy tell the truth here, we were from going home after uh, stage two because we still we still were carrying a issue in the car. And, and not that it was a big issue, but it was more the fear of the car going on fire. And um, so, like, we went out to make sure Kevin, Kevin Duffin, in fairness to him, said, look, boys, you have to go out again. The car not going fire. We, just, we need to get to the bottom of this problem. And, hey, um, uh, Kevin sent us out. And... Um, Kevin sent us out, and hey, Paddy, I'll tell you himself there, after a couple of kilometres, we knew the car was good, and hey, we just we just took off, you know, we just, we knew we were, we knew we were, we were going then, you know, and we, you know, I have to laugh at Paddy, you know, and he's going to kill me for saying this here, but <laughs> we, 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 we got, the, we got to the end of uh, stage three, you know, and I suppose that stage, we did, we did take a look at the times when you, when you we, we lost quite a bit on especially on stage two, um, because we, we we more or less drove stage two the most of with no lag on, so um, on st- uh, so we knew we were quite a bit behind, you know, and stage we we saw Jordan home, so we said, look, we have to try and get Jordan, and uh, I said the party at the end of stage three, 
and no offence to Jordan, but Bass has probably wondered about that much at him. He says, we have definitely took time out on there. Wait, looking at any time. So he knew, the two of us felt that, the, you know, that we were moving, you know, so, and the time, the time did show that. So, no, hi, Kevin, look, and, you know, look, to be fair, and, and I have, you know, for Mark, like, that was annoying because Mark, Mark had some drive, so he didn't, and, and that, in fairness, like, he, he went out and he, put, he set some pace there. He set a, a fairly high bar in, in stage one, like, and, you know, it was, it was, you know, like, I, I did feel, you know, I, I did feel it even down in Cork, you know, Mark sort of didn't get into the limelight there because he had overshot in the first stage, you know, but when you look, when you actually look at the times, Mark was was right up there every stage after that, so, like, you know, and then you, you only have to look around, you only have to look around, there's a lot of pace coming onto that gravel there now, so it's like, and, like, we are rocking on there now, so we are, like, and everybody's there, you know, all them top boys are there, like, and uh, we just, I we we got the rub of the green this time, you know. And I suppose when we look at it with our first two stage times, you know, all right, stage one might have been much more. It only the power only went in the last couple of kilometres, but um, uh, but you know, stage two we lost the ball time. So I suppose when you when we were way the thing out, if we had a if that hadn't happened, you know, we would have been in the battle anyway. So, but hey, Kevin, you see, when we were told that we got. We got it, you know, it was a serious feeling, you know, and like you know, she said before, like we, we went through we went through it about this year, so we have and um it is a serious feeling there now when you actually actually get it you get that away, you know, actually being able to win, you know, getting that out of the road, you know, is definitely something that that I want to I want, you know, to sort of get off my back, you know. I wanted I wanted to get a one, you know, so we've got it now. And Paddy, they, you know, whenever the thing does click and things start to look, you know, we've talked to other people about this before, there's no feeling like it. Like, you know in the car, you don't need to look at the clothes, you just know that things right. Oh, big time, I Because uh, stage two, like, we drove through the stage there with no anti-lag on, like, because we're just, as Jason said there, afraid of her going on fire. But uh, it was so, you know... Not so hard, but just it was kind of rare to call notes, you know, because we're not at the max. And then on stage three, then Jason let up there, and it's just it's so simple. I keep saying this is so simple when when you're going fast, really fast to call notes, like you know, and it's just when it, when it works perfect, you know, it's so simple, like you know. I and like you, you've had you know the Ulster like uh, last weekend and then you know went down to Cork for the first trip. like the Ulster like it was for you it's probably one of the best shows you've had on tar you know you, like not the best result because you know you finished third last year in tar and one thing but I think this year was probably an even better result because there was a stronger field there the conditions everything was through that just and you didn't you know you didn't get fifth place but you know the other people retired or one thing or it was purely through you know the speed behind the wheel oh yeah big time and uh, i mean to get out to get out of friday evening alone and, and also there was some unreal because like we all know the conditions was and two rivers running down the sides of the road like and you go around a corner next thing you meet a big puddle and just put you out of control, like, and just to get out of Friday evening was unreal, and 
And then to go down to Cork, like two different extremes from tarmac to gravel was unbelievable. That's what we were just saying, going out to the first stage on, on Sunday morning, like just even the way the car was behaving, you know, warming her up. She was swaying over and back. Like it's just it's just two extremes from one to another. Like we're like a boat it was like a boat. We would have needed a boat on Friday. Oh, yeah, like, for <laughs> was it, for a boat on Friday evening, just had it on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> but like Jason, like you know, like do you, would you be of the opinion that the Ulster was probably your one of your better tarmac shows definitely this year, if not uh, ever really this yeah. No, Kevin, no, I t- totally agree. You know, Kevin and one of the things I suppose, you know, like our you know, when you I suppose for and the car, you sort of, you know, your feeling tells you an awful lot of where you are. You know, like I would know, like Kevin and a lot. That one of the biggest things annoyed me all year was I thought that I'd never get close to the boys the way I felt on the car. But you know, the really good thing for us at Ulster, Kevin, was that our times were up there, and you know, the two years felt that we had, you know, a lot more to get, or not a lot more to give, but, we, you know, with more to give, and we felt relatively comfortable at that speed because we we wanted to do well, and also, don't get us wrong, don't get me wrong, but we, we did want to get to Cork as well because we know all the gravel's coming up now, and that uh, was very much make sure we don't do nothing silly here and get to Cork and try and get all this experience now in, in one, weekend, one weekend. I think that's, and I struggle, Nervous on Friday, you know, I was very nervous. And I don't, and normally I'm not nervous. I was very nervous going out on Friday evening. And I think, I think that Cork was half the problem because the conditions, we were told there's going to be torrential rain on Friday night. And, you know, you had all the big players there. And you know that, you know, if you're hanging about there, you're going to get walked all over. So you can't go too, you know, you can't go too careful. And, and if you want to go to Cork, you can't go too mad because... I seem to, Paddy, I'll tell you, there's the two extremes in me. <laughs> so I, I, I've been try, trying to find the middle, you know, the middle ground. And, um, and you know, the middle ground actually worked for us, Kevin. You know, the, we, we did drive, we did drive within ourselves, but we were all, we were still able to keep the speed up, you know, fairly, fairly good, you know. And, and I suppose it was a wee bit interesting on, on Saturday when it dried up, you know, it, it sort of let us, it let us loose a wee bit more because you knew that there was less going to catch you out, you know, because it's a, it's a pure fear, you know, like so much of it is driving, but there is an awful lot of it too, just how big a chance do you want to take going around that corner knowing that there's going to be muck and like with Formo, you know, obviously taking a lot of cuts, you know, there was a lot of unexpected that you don't normally get. You know, now I'm not saying the boys don't take cuts, you know, but but not not to the extent that we saw cuts. We we saw cuts before, so um, so there was there was that factor, you know. But if I tell truth, Kevin, like we see when we got through the also, like the two of us were knackered going down the road to car to Cork because um, uh, like it was it was a tough it was a tough night and a tough day, and, and when you after the night stage, you don't really get um. After doing night stage, I don't know about all the rest of the drivers, you know, but I'm not, I'm not hyper after it. I can't sleep all night. Yeah, full of adrenaline, you know, and I, I really struggled to sleep on, on, on the Friday night. And then obviously then get out of the car on Saturday evening and the boys getting her changed over. Me and Paddy, we had a way to Cork. And like, you know, the drive down the road 
all right, the adrenaline was still up on you, but you, you knew you were tired. Uh-huh. And um, but hey, Kevin, there's one. There, there was one saving grace really with the whole thing was we we couldn't wait to get to the gravel. So, we couldn't, so. <laughs> every every time you felt tired, you just here having the gravel in the morning. So and, uh, uh, and, it, uh, and it didn't let us down. You know, once we were like the both of us were tired. Like I think I think at breakfast and on on Sunday morning, I was telling the story, Patty, and I I forgot what I was talking about. I my brain was absolutely absolutely. Uh, I absolutely melted, so it was after uh, the Ulster, and I forgot to answer. God, that's going to be a long day, but I hey, thankfully Kevin and we went out there, went out on the stages, you know, just hey, the tiredness just left us in. Hey, and I just and like Paddy, you know, I suppose we should say some the team, like what they done on Saturday evening to turn that car around. Yes, the, you know, and it wasn't just Saturday evening they turned it around. It was all the effort, the practice, everything that went into that. That just didn't happen by luck. They, you know, that was peak performance. They they put in the effort to make sure that they were ready to do that job on on the Saturday evening. Aye, and and in all fairness, you seen it yourself. Yeah. When we were in modern tires, like, and I mean, we we left probably about six o'clock, and and we we were we weren't even in Dublin when the picture came through on Facebook that she was ready for tar like oh. you know but uh, before we left I seen the whole stuff lying out around the ground you know mm-hmm. just exactly mm-hmm. where it was meant to go into the car you know and ah oh, to be fair denial in the team it's such a great effort from them and, and so quick and I, I actually didn't believe that you could do it as quick you know uh, you know it's, it's really cool now in all fairness now yeah, and 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 change the and change the gearbox too. Like they put yes. they put the short yeah. box in the car as well. So yeah. you know it was it was you know it was definitely. Because um, I, I was chatting to a couple of the boys on the Saturday evening before I left, and the, the car practically done it that day. And that's what they were saying. Like they practiced doing it, so you know it was all they knew what they were doing. It wasn't all new to them, and like it was unbelievable that the, the turnaround they done. Like it was. Uh, real tip of the hat to the boys there, you know, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And like Jason, then you know, you're saying you're driving out the road in the cars like a bit like a boat after coming off the tar. Like how do you hit the reset button? How do you, you know, suddenly go from being able to break, you know, at the last second to being on gravel and you're like, Oh shit, <laughs> kind of thing here. I, I, know. I would love I would love to know that, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> And as and it's, it's um I suppose most drivers would sort of be able to sort of understand you know you're you're, you're you know, the them first few corners you know you're just you're you're trying to get this feeling that you remember you know and and that's really where I when I went out there I I was sitting in the line going now what this is going to be different now where am I breaking and what am I you know you're you're trying to jog your memory where 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 we're up to you know but hey Kevin you're lucky enough you know I. <laughs> I do feel very comfortable on gravel, you know, and like even, and I can't really explain it, you know, but I just, you know, with that movement that the car does, you know, and, and the way that, you know, I'm not saying gravel's easier than tar, but there's less to catch you, and I shouldn't maybe be saying this, but there is less to catch you out on gravel, you know, with a change of grip, you know, and that was, we went through, you know, um, a couple of, or well, the Ulster and the, you know, the night stages and, and the Saturday stages wet and dry and muck and you know, and I just when when I'm the gravel, I just knew all I had to do is concentrate and drive. You know, I didn't have to worry. I wasn't my eyes weren't 
Blues the road wondering what's the surface change going to be here because yeah exactly you know I, I just get on there and, and, and hey after after a few corners we felt grand I would say we struggled mostly with maybe my notes because I hadn't as you know it was nearly 12 months since we had sort of done a gravel rally and I was just trying to write these notes off of the DVD we didn't put an awful lot of effort into um uh the notes were corked because we couldn't with Ulster. We, we, we Ulster and Ulster was like like Paddy was telling me like when, when he wrote the notes out after when I would wrote them out. Um uh, you know there was nearly more there was more uh, there, there, notes there there was twenty eight pages in Tyrone and Duchess and there were thirty six <laughs> pages overall in uh, I know, and, and, and you know, it was, it was, it was like really, it was really, um, it was really, um, it, it was really more, you know, what did the corner mean, and what way did they set the car up for the corner, and you know, like you're on a bit breaking there. Like my my biggest struggle, Kevin, was I couldn't believe how late we could leave the breaking and and, and the polo and yeah. the gravel. I. I, I, we were breaking and like we're coming flat out because it was it was very fast and a good thing for us as well. It wasn't very technical. It was a good rally, don't get me wrong, and really fast and enjoyable stages. But there wasn't an awful lot in it. To, you know, it, it, it wasn't like Dava. Dava was a lot more tricky than uh, than than Cork. Now, so for a rally for us to go from tarmac to gravel, Cork couldn't have been better. Um, uh, because you know it was there was plenty, mostly a lot of room. You know, we're one mill lanes and everything, and you know it was letting us throw the car about a wee bit. And hey, it was just it was just a good rally to bet us in. And and hey, you know it didn't take too long, Kevin. To be honest, I would make no excuses. We were we felt fairly comfortable after a stage or two. We were we were good to go. So we were. Mm-hmm. We, everyone was. And Polly, like you know, you know, as, as Jason said, there, you know, them big wide, you know, like the for the one mills that the roads down there, like. There must be no feeling like it in a you know a properly fully sorted uh R fight or you know full tilt and then go into corners and big throws and all that like that there must be no buzz like that for even for you sitting there beside him. No, there there really isn't. Uh, there were a couple of you know flat out five lefts, wee bit sharper than a six left, you know, and out over you know near enough blind crest and. Like Jason was taking them flat out, like, and you don't see what's on the other side, like, and you know, it's just there is no other feeling, like, and I, I, I can't describe what the feeling is, even sitting on, like, and I, I'll never figure out what it's like to drive them, but sitting on something else now and trying to egg them on that we better, you know, keep them going, and it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And like, what can yeah, I tell them because that's. <laughs> Like, I was going to say, what kind of lunatic is it that's trying to push you all over a blind crest? You know. <laughs> oh, well. I, I, okay, well, in all fairness to in all fairness to Paddy, he he loves he loves speed. Paddy Paddy gets and um, Paddy gets crosser with me when I'm when I'm uh, being negative. You know, uh, if I be negative, you know that man's not happy. And, and, you know, that's funny. That's funny. I am. Um, you know, we two of us got to know each other quite well in the car now. You know, because we've done twenty eight rallies now. Paddy, is it? Uh, I twenty eight. I think twenty eight. So, uh, so uh, 
Um, so, you know, when the two of us know each other quite well, you know, and Paddy would know when I'm on farm, you know, and he knows when I'm off farm, you know, and, and you know, I suppose Paddy knows what I'm like and then I know what the car is like, do you know what I mean? So I'm sitting going, if I'm not happy in the car, you know, I struggle, you know, and then once I feel it, Kevin, you know, the, the way the two of us go, you know, and it's just every everybody goes through it, I'm sure, but, you know, it's just we, I feel so attached to the car, you know, at that stage, I just feel that we can't do wrong. Like, we... Like we did, we did have not the way it's very many moments, but and it wasn't even really a moment because when I watched that in character, I, I wasn't even sure what it was, it didn't even look like a moment. But we landed into um, uh, we landed on the three right, more or less flat out, because the, um, one of the biggest or one of the most difficult things I find in the forestry rally, and it's just writing notes off a of DVD, that's cruel because one, um, what we had like a, I think it was a six left on the southern three right, and um, uh, but because everybody had sort of straight lines, six left, I didn't see it, so I was coming bombing along flat out, looking for a six left. The next thing I seen the three right, and <laughs> I, I pulled a, I pulled a handbrake at about a hundred mile there, and I took more of a cut than I should have, but I knew I was going too hard, so I had a chance that there was nothing on the inside, hey, and we just threw around that Kevin, hey, and you and around it, you thought. Felt like Chris Meek, so that I just, uh, <laughs> I, I was just, com- we're just completely sideways, and the car just stuck with it, you know. And then just, you just know, you know, you just know everything's working, you know. You just when you when you're in the gravel and everything's working, Kevin, you know, you do get away with so much, you know what I mean? More unforgiving, more forgiven than the more more forgiven, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you do that. I'd, I would just like to say yesterday too. Remember one time, Jason, there were the two ruts down the road in Dava, like, and the two yeah. ruts were full of water, like. And yeah. I'm just thinking, like, you know, if that was tar, like, if you had that yeah. water there on tar, like, you're off the road, or well, you're not off yeah. the road, but it's a big scale. It's a big moment, like, and that that's the thing about gravel. It's so, you know, forgiven at times, like, you know. And and uh, remember the hairpin left too, Jason. Remember we went down into it and we kind of run wide and went out onto the loop stuff, like you know, and she kind of half bogged, but you have the power there and the grip to get out of it again in a way, you know, it's 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 class now. Yeah. And the, yeah. Mark, sorry, Mark McCullough has a photo he's over the jump and that you can spray, see all the spray and the muck and you know the car's taking off. Like that just to me typifies what's so great about forest rallying, you know, like it's the car in the air, all the spray going behind us and just you can just see its maximum attack really. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's class, Kevin. That's class, Kevin. Like, you know, it was funny. I've been getting wee videos, you know, people have been sending me videos since last night, you know, and like, you all saying how class it was to watch, you know, especially the last two stages for us, and I, and said how class it was to watch. And, you know, it's class for them to watch, but class for us to be in there, too. Like, because, you know, the car, the cars are so good. I know everybody keeps saying it, Kevin, like, but the cars are so good. Like, we're, you've been through there. You've been through them stages, and you know your biggest challenge as a driver is believing that the car will do it. You know because you know well, she when we were going through stuff there yesterday, especially when we knew that we were on with the shout. Well, I suppose for podium really when we went out, we knew then after we got the time. And but you know there, we felt that good in the car, Kevin. We just went on. You know we just didn't. We just, I didn't. <laughs> I enjoyed it that much. I just wanted to drive her on. You know I didn't really want to. 
I don't, I don't really want to back off. I just as I'm going on here because you know everything feels good, and you know as Paddy said, like you know a couple of times, yeah, we we did overdo it, probably or probably overdrive it a bit, but you know even when you do overdrive it, Kevin, you just let the car, you let the car break away more and let her point her towards the middle of the road, and she just pulls you back in again, you know, and it's just, it's just deadly. Uh-huh. I think Paddy, that, uh, you know, these cars, the capability that they have. It just, you know, the, it, for me, even to hear the way you're describing it, it's just mind-blowing that compared to, you know, like a few years ago, even the world cars probably hadn't to turn in and, you know, the oh, it, it, just technology is just moving forward so quickly, I suppose. I, I was I was kind of unfortunate never got to do a rally in a world car, so I can't compare them, but I know that these R5 cars are just out of this world. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're unreal. And even even on the tarmac or gravel, like they're they're just unreal. Like what you can do with them, and even even on tarmac, there like Jason will tell you there to turn into corners and stuff. You know that it's just it's just class. Like mm-hmm. and and the braking capability of them's unreal. Like mm-hmm. like we were going past the yellow board yesterday, braking. You know for for squares and stuff, and mm-hmm. just then past it, and it's it's class. Like. I, I, you think it's like physically not possible to get slowed up in the, the time you're doing it, and it, it, well, it's, and you do it, and it's no drama. Like it's not, it's a gallery match or anything, really. You know. So. Well, well. Well, well, sometimes, like, when I'm sitting there, I'm like, yeah, Jason, are you going to think about breaking shortly? Like, <laughs> 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 You're not going to break it. We get turned in, all right, so. <laughs> it's funny, we, 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 went up, we went up that wee video, you know, Paddy, like, 192 kilometres an hour, and it was like, Paddy got all excited with us, and then we come in, and Gavin Duffin told us that it wasn't calibrated. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I thought, and I thought Paddy was telling me it was 192 kilometers an hour because I saw there was a game coming here, starting breaking. That's what I actually thought on the car. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but Kevin, you know, I did get a bit excited about that now. But we, we, we are on gravel coming up until she came, like. <laughs> the faster the better. Yes. But, but Kevin, it is, it is an unreal sport, you know, like, you know, both me and Paddy are still buzzing from yesterday and in the last couple of weeks we had, you know, but it is, an, it is an unreal sport, you know, because, like, even, you know, like, I, like, you know, to be fair to all, like, all the drivers, both tarmac and gravel, you know, I, I know that, like, you know, like the, the, the tarmac pace is, is, is unreal there, so it is, like, and you really have to put on the work now, if you want, if you want to go anywhere, an Irish rally, and, and I don't think you have to go too far, like, because I have played the idea, you know, maybe we could go and do try ourselves somewhere else, you know. But I don't, I don't think, I think Irish Rally, and, and I know everybody keeps saying it, and I don't want to, I don't want to sound, um, um, I don't want to use cliche or anything, but like, gee, there's the, the, the pace out there now, and like, I, I funny just before I come on this show, and I like, um, uh, somebody sent me a link to Mad, Mad for Tara there, and another link there from yesterday. And like when you see the pace that Paddy O'Brien and Mark Donnelly mm-hmm. and some of them clips that was on there yesterday. And like what man they they were shifting, you know. Like and mm-hmm. like I, I know I was driving the car in it, but you know it didn't I, I didn't feel we were going as hard. You know, I don't 
that's maybe that's all I think they say, but um, uh, you know, like when I see what Mark and, and Paddy and and, and Jordan and Ryan as well, you know, like mm-hmm. like they, they really they really have now, and and, and I know. I know we've only stepped back in the gravel again, you know, but like, <clears throat> like you know, we've settled fairly quickly, you know, like we're like we we we've, we've still work to do and we've still things to improve on, you know, but we're we're I would say you know probably be fair to say like we're we've we've lost nothing been been not in gravel like I think we're we started off where we left off, you know, so like um the boys are the boys are definitely the rocking there in the gravel as well, you know, and I think we've a couple of a very exciting weeks coming ahead of us if we can yeah. um, uh, we can keep our head here and try and make sure we get through the two rallies but but you know it's definitely definitely going to be a good watch for anybody that's going to the Lakeland or the Bushwhacker because um, I think yesterday showed you know how much how much Mark Donnelly and, and uh, Paddy and everybody wants it you know like I, I can see that you know and like you know Ryan and Jordan again, I'll, I'll mention them too as well because they're they're going very hard as well, and on the other boys as well. Um, uh, but you can really see, you know, there's a hunger there. There's a hung- everybody has a hunger for success now, and um, uh, and there's a lot of boys fighting for it. And I think it'll be bring Cahan McCourt down to the uh, Lakeland next weekend, and uh, uh, you know, and the Norman, and I'm sure there'll be another one or two will go and take a watch at us and say, "Here, I'd like to go with that as well." You know, and I think. I think you know the tarmac has had the has it all the has it all the probably the main the main coverage this year you know but I think the next few weeks you know I think we're we're, we're going to watch this on for a treat to you genuinely yeah and that's, Paddy, that's, uh, no. and Paddy, I think we'll finish up with yourself like uh, more or less echo and what Jason was saying if you're anywhere near any scale in the room in the next couple of weeks get into them for us and. You're in for a, a surprise. <laughs> oh, without a doubt, yeah, definitely. And I'll back up what Jason said. There's going to be the next the next two gravel rallies in there are going to be some race now. And fair play to any mm-hmm. man that wins it now. And yeah. it, will, it will be some battle now. I'm going to win this rally, you know, and that, that's no, without, fantastic without for, for us spectators, yeah, so and, and yeah, yeah. without a doubt, even, never, the older, even the older cars, the boys are driving the older cars and everything, everyone's trying, mm-hmm. trying so hard, like everyone wants the one, like, and yeah, yeah. And you know, Kevin, yeah, no, but I, no, like, I'll, I'll finish up now, but it's just, um, uh, you know, there's so much, um, like, you know, having Paddy O'Brien on there as well, you know, and uh, we can, you know, like, I, I, like, I love to see that, you know, people, you know, I know people look at rallies differently and, and, and want to have, you know, sometimes you, you just want to get a one, you know, and maybe better we can and Paddy and someone staying at home to get your one, you know, but hey, I, I love it, you know, even Paddy, we're texting, Paddy's texting today, I'm texting him back, you know, and I said, like, you know, I'm actually, you're nearly disappointed now when you see, the higher the caliber man going out, you know, because you you know you want you you are measuring yourself all the time, you know, and you're all the time trying to judge how hard to be going because like you're trying to be safe enough to stay on, but you have to go hard enough to try and stay stay with them. Do you know what I mean? So you know when you have that, when you have you know 
At that level, that bar, it's definitely improving us, you know. Like, uh, like well, I suppose we always talked about being on the race, you know. But I, you know, that was Kevin. Like, uh, even after Cork, I, I said after Cork, I says I'd be happy enough to turn the clocks off, leave us on here for the evening, but <laughs> all around here yourself. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? I was, I, I was that good. I was genuinely that good. I was that good. You know, we were, we were just. Loving life on there because everything everybody was going you know going for it you know and it just it just felt it just feels you know what it should be you know. Uh, always a pleasure to catch up with Jason and Paddy there. Like they are some characters to them. There must be some crack in that yeah. Um, Connor, this weekend coming up then the Enniskill Motor Club uh, the Lakeland stage is coming up. Um, you know a couple of weeks ago it didn't look great but it's come together really well at the finish up. I think there's over seventy crews now, and you know. The great stages there, like, yeah, you know, you have Carrigan, Spawn Tempo, you know, um, at Belmont was the other stage, three stages done twice, and they, you know, Temp Bond Tempo is without doubt probably one of the, the best forester stages in the country. I'm sure there'll be a few people argue with that, but, <laughs> but uh, it's definitely up there among the best. So, and then it's going obviously leave on a real good event, so it should be pretty epic this weekend. Should be indeed, as they like it's an event like I've gone to quite a few times, and uh, you know I've always enjoyed it. I always thought it's been a great event to watch. And you're right, you know some of those stages are they, they are lovely forestry stages. Yeah, that's for sure. And you know like, uh, the forestry championship in Ireland now has kind of come through a bit of a, come through the doldrums, and it's really starting to look real good. Like there's eight, ten guys there at school and there all thinking that they're going to be in with a. A fight for the one that, at the very least the podium but not the one that uh it's great to see it is it is like you know it's extremely competitive and we're lucky you know we've seen a tarmac championship that's been extremely competitive we've seen a national championship which is is not over yet extremely competitive and you know we can say the same about the forestry championship this year as well yeah because at the start of this year we kind of thought the, the forestry might be as good as shape but it has mm. really become alive this year you know like there's some uh top men has moved into really good cars and it just seems to have lifted the the buzz about that championship and it's really seems to be home places it is, yeah, it is exactly, and uh, hopefully, you know, going from strength to strength again, as you say, like there was a couple of years there was a bit in the doldrums, but uh, hopefully now things are on the on the right path. For sure, for sure. Um, so I spoke to Alan Coleman from Enniskillen Motor Club, and he came to give us the, the lowdown on the event. Alan, uh, Lakeland stage is coming up at the weekend. It looks as if it's going to be another epic rally. It does, Kevin. Thank goodness. Yes. Um. Believe it or not, a couple of weeks ago, I wouldn't have thought that. Entries were very slow coming in. But as we're talking now this evening, uh, 74 entries at the moment, which is pretty good. We're happy enough with that. Uh, Patrick O'Brien seated number one, followed by Cahill McCourt and uh, Ryan Caldwell with, uh, believe it or not, Arthur Cairns still trying to read the notes from. <laughs> you learn something. You learn. I know Arthur yes. well. He <laughs> um, lads, Johnny Leonard and uh, our neighbour Shane McGear and that few lads, David Condell up from Carlo and that yeah. great to see it, great great to see it. You know, um, oh, yeah. from all over the country. It's, yeah, it's, it's, and like, you know the the Irish forestry, like north, south, east, west, it's definitely going back under a bit of resurgence at the minute. Especially that you know there's a great four wheel drive entry, and like as you say, there's guys there from all over the country, and there's like five. Probably five to eight guys thinking they're going to Enniskillen on Saturday, thinking they've only won the rally, and that makes some change from a few years ago where it might have been 
two, three guys thinking that they were going to be one. All of a sudden now, as things have got so more competitive, and that you know that's brilliant for everybody. It's great. It's it's brilliant. It's great to see it. Thank God, you know. And um, it's we're we're part of a few championships, and that's obviously helped. Mm-hmm. If I may just run through them, oh, uh, we, you know, uh-huh. we're part of. First of all, we're part of our own club championship, yeah. which means so much to us. We're also part of the Sligo Palace Forestry Rally Championship. It's great. McGrady Insurance National our Northern Ireland Forestry Rally Challenge mm-hmm. and the Mike challenge so we've got a collection of all different guys from guys in micros up to you know as, as we we mentioned the top lads at the moment which is sure. you mm. know great variety of, of things there and um i'm, I'm going to throw something else at you out, out yeah. of the funny uh we've got a special course car going around and, um it's something different and cool. uh, we're looking at it maybe hopefully maybe putting it in a class an extra class for next year or whatever. Can't say too much. I'll have to okay. turn up in County Fermanagh and yes. still in at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's on official duties. Excellent. Uh, I'll just say it's a bit of a beast of a machine. Oh, cool, cool, cool. And, uh, mm-hmm. It'll be bringing um, a, a, a certain official around. Brilliant. And uh, we'll see what the thing goes. That's something to look out for. So, cool. uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I suppose that we always ask, you know, where, you know, where will we go to see the event? Like, where is the service area? And, like, you know, what time will the, the crews be leaving there? Sure, sure. Um, our service area is the same as it has been for the past number of years, thank God, in Grosvenor Barracks on Cold Hill Road in Enniskillen. Mm-hmm. It's the old um, army barracks that was, that was decommissioned a long time ago. And it's a vast space there and we've plenty of space there. Uh, first car is out of there at 10.30 on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. We're expecting them back there 12.20ish, everything going well. Mm-hmm. We'll be first car back in for service. Back out 40, 45 minutes after that and the f- finish up at about 3.30 at the three-way in restaurant, which is on the Sligo Road out of Enniskillen. Yeah, and that's only where... five minutes away from the service area as well too, so I guess it's ideal for... You know, even the guys that serve playing the champion, they're, they're not on to do a long trek away either. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, the prize giving will be there. Results will be announced there. There's food available, etc., etc. Stages themselves, eh, we're all out and about Ballantempo area again. Mm-hmm. Uh, three stages there, including Ballantempo and Belmore and probably Carrigan as well. Yeah. That's where it is. Yeah, and Ballon Temple was regarded as one of the epic forestry stages yes. in Ireland. You know, no matter where in the, the country you go, Ballon Temple is, you know, it's up there as like, one of the big names. Yes, it is. It, it, it's great. And I must admit, it's weathered well over the winter. And we'll say the winter we've had for the past six weeks with the amount of rain that's fallen yeah. and weather. <laughs> yeah. It's it held up pretty well. Start of the second stage, a little bit roughish. From what we would would have liked, but what what can you do? Yeah. What can you do? The weather, you know, has it stopped raining for the past six weeks? I don't think it has. Yeah. So that's good. Um, we're going to, as you're saying, where can you view it? The um program is going to go. We're going to go digital on the program this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to drop on our Facebook page on Thursday afternoon evening time. I'm not yeah. saying exactly when because you know yourself. Yeah. Uh, 
somebody will press a wrong button somewhere. Uh, the gremlin somewhere, yes. <laughs> it will get lost up in a cloud somewhere. And but if, if we we'll safely say for for Thursday evening, it will become live, and the viewing points will be highlighted on it, where the stages are, the times, etc. Excellent, excellent. And, you know, like for anybody that wants to go out there and spectate, there's your ideal thing there. But anybody that wants to come along and help out to Marshall or whatever, I'm sure the club's not going to refuse anybody. No, we're not going to refuse anybody. Um, Barry Arundel is our Chief Marshal. I haven't got his phone number at the moment. I do no, apologize. No, okay, but, uh, you know, they can contact Barry on social media and one thing or another, or, you know, even Barry. message the club's Facebook page or whatever, they'll make sure you get in contact with Barry. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that that'll be it. Uh, Barry's looking after. We're we're getting there with marshals, but we're always we're always on the lookout for extra bodies. We're not totally there yet. So, um, you know, if you want to come out and marshal and, and you're you're registered in that, please do. And you know, there'll be breakfast provided and a meal afterwards. So, <laughs> the marshals. Yeah. And as well, you know, the, every club needs a, a sponsor. And you have been very fortunate, you know, uh, Tough Mike Trillers and, you know, the Triller and Spares has been with you now for, uh, has been with you now for a few years. Like, Hugh McQuaid's doing the rally, but he's a, a staunch supporter of the rally as well. He's been absolutely fantastic. He's been brilliant, Hugh. Uh, and what's more, he's designed his own trophies. Nice. So you're not getting your usual piece of crystal or yeah, plaque yeah. or whatever. You know, he, he's come up with something that's that's completely different. And um, yes, it is. I, I don't know how you describe it. Modern art, maybe, or something like that. But it's something <laughs> he was... <laughs> yes. uh, good man. He came up with this himself. And it, it was an idea he floated with the club last year. And uh, we said, yeah, that's different. Yeah. And, and the comments coming back were, were good as well, you know. And they'll be presented on Saturday night in, in the uh, in the three-way in. Excellent. So, you know, the, I suppose the message is then, uh, if you're a competitor, there's still a few places there if you want to get an entry in, contact the club, the, gratefully accept your entry. If you want to go and Marshall, contact the club, great. And if you just want to go and watch, come along, enjoy the show. Enjoy the show, enjoy the show, and watch out for the beast on the stage. Yes. So, best of luck to everyone there in the Lakeland this weekend, and we're definitely looking forward to seeing the beast out. Um, <laughs> Uh, oh, we should mention uh, Kyle White and his wife Natalie. Was on, Kyle was on with us last week. The Natalie gave birth to a, a baby girl earlier the, earlier today, Wednesday. This is when this has been recorded. Congratulations to them. So Kyle can go away now to Rally Carrot again, knowing that all's, all's taken care of. Uh, uh, as always, can you please like, share, rate, subscribe? All those things make a huge difference if you want to have anything mentioned on the show contact us leave a message on you know any of our social media channels or drop us an email to crunchinggears at yahoo.com so until the next time take care speak soon and bye <laughs>